Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris and I'm here with the usual company, Jim and Alberto. How's it going, Jim? It is good, sir. How are you holding up to COVID day 4,623,000 and a half? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, we're all the same yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, life are is... we allowed to drop F-bombs already? <laughs> it, it's your show, boss. Yes, it's your, sh- your show. Uh, just go ahead and mark an explicit note. Yeah, um, there there are times whenever yeah the 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 stress is real. Life is uh, life isn't necessarily treating me very easily right now, but um, but it's not treating anybody and uh, that way. And so we you know we're all in it together, and we're we're hopefully. Trying to be in some form of unity as we uh, step forward, it does sound like there may be a, a fragment of sanity in the biggest stress item, which is uh, things involving my my wife's profession and uh, the security, of, or actually the, more more accurately, the uh, the safety of uh, her moving forward and in in that and whatnot. So I'm glad to, to hear and see that that there's some uh, wise and and uh, wise and, and uh, level-headed thinkers out there that are stepping in and making calls. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, what's going on with you, Alberto? Oh, man, the, the heat is real these mm. last couple of weeks. It's been, I ain't talking about stressful, it's been taking its toll on me. I've had to paint for a few days, and I think it was, uh, I think it was Tuesday when I was driving home, Tuesday, 5 p.m., uh, according to my truck's dashboard, it was 108 degrees outside. <laughs> and so, yeah, all last week's, same way. And like with my job, like I've said it many times, my job's a hundred percent kill or a hundred percent chill. There's, there's, there's nothing in between. And lately it's been a hundred percent killing me because this heat and then uh, just the stress of the job and the demands. And, you know, I'm supposed to be in two places that are 60 miles apart at the exact same time, which obviously that's not going to happen. So just having to juggle a bunch. And then, you know, me being me, like I was still training set two PRs last week and a PR this <laughs> week. So, I mean, I think that's one upside. But uh, yeah, last week was a uh, 4.05 for three on the barbell, which was a rep PR. And then on Thursday, I did 4.05 for 12 on the hex bar. And that ruined me till about Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and to be safe, I didn't go to the gym Monday. And then I overslept Tuesday. Uh-oh. <laughs> and so I went in today and I was, you know, I was like, well, it was supposed to be a deload week. But if you don't go to the gym for a few days, then then. Just yeah. immediately turns into a deload week anyways. Mm-hmm. So I went back in today, um, figured I'd, I was just going to kind of see what what happened. I would almost rather have gone back to bed today. But just started deadlifting. Things started feeling good, started feeling good. Uh, actually, it was just over a year ago, you recorded my last PR okay. on the barbell at 415 pounds. Okay. Beltless. Yeah. And I pretty much decided that I'm not going beltless when I go that heavy anymore because that was a sketchy uh personal best <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so running today kept rocking kept rocking uh everything felt good went straight from 315 to 425 pounds uh went up went up easy like surprisingly mm-hmm. easy and so i waited five minutes loaded up 435 pounds and i pulled 435 pounds for a single nice uh, ripped all the calluses off my hands and then managed to uh, make my nail bed bleed from all the pressure. Uh, oh, <laughs> fixer didn't happen. Oh, there's a pic. <laughs> oh, there, there, yeah, there, there's pictures. I, I saw the blood. <laughs> it's wow. real. It's because I was I was pulling hook grip and uh, real quick I'll just describe hook grip. Like hook grip is a uh, say you know you you know just imagine you're you're putting your hands around the bar with your palms facing you how you would normally grab even like uh, any bar handlebars a barbell. But now move your thumbs underneath your pointer finger and middle finger. So you're essentially sandwiching your thumb between your your fingers and the bar. So it makes it hard to let go. And and that's the hook grip. And that's what you use when you're going really, really heavy. And and there's a chance that the bar will slip. You you hold it like that. Uh, Downside is it puts a lot of pressure on your thumbs and enough to make it bleed, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) 
Right, you live and learn, mm. and uh, you bleed yeah. a little, and it's okay. Um, yeah, other than that, not much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, it will stay that way. Um, any, uh, any, uh, any man's club news that we need to discuss? Um, I, I know we keep getting more and more people each week. I think it's just a good uh, reminder. Um, we talk about it as often as we can, but um, we appreciate reviews especially on Apple Podcasts and all of that. So um, please share episodes that have impacted you. Please uh, give us a review, even if it's negative. We'll stick um, Alberto and his bloody nails on you if you have to, <laughs> uh, whatever the case may be. But yeah, those things definitely help get the word out for sure. So um, yeah, find an episode you like, share it, pass it along, and away we go. Absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm checking the... Uh the the, the uh, site right now let's let's do a random review read real quick uh we need some music for that mr mr mckay start beatboxing give us a beat <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> nice nice um well, so Sam RI71 wrote a uh, great motivational podcast. One of the best podcasts around and absolutely the best motivational podcast for men who are on the keto path to weight loss uh, or metabolic healing. Keep up the good work guys. Um, Excellent. And, and there are a lot more there and we haven't read any of those in a long time. I, you know, if yet, if we ever get, you know, downtrodden and you know upset you know about how things are going we just need that i need to revisit Mm -hmm. that (laughs) that's um and maybe we'll do a uh a contest with that at some point in time and pick a random recent reviewer uh to uh to to uh, win something maybe a shirt or a sticker uh because you know we have those things right now and so we should uh we should look into that uh but that's uh, the T-shirt sales have ended by now. Uh, so just uh, for for those who are did order and uh, did did purchase something, whether it be a, t- a T-shirt or a sticker, uh, those will go out just as soon as we can. Um, we've got to get them printed and things like that. Uh, so it might be still a couple of weeks before they get shipped out. Uh, but we will get that done just as quickly as possible. We're excited to get those out into your hands and make uh, shirt number two a reality. I'm I'm excited to be able to get one myself. Um, so yeah, uh, good stuff going on there. Let's go ahead and dig into shoutouts, uh, Alberto. All right, again, I'm going simple. Uh, member Forever J posted a picture of himself. I'll read the caption first, and I'll describe the picture. His caption is. I'm not proud of many things I've done in my life, but I am proud of how perfectly done this bacon is tonight. <laughs> and it's a picture of him like lovingly. And I can't, I can't stress lovingly enough, lovingly holding a tray of bacon. Mm-hmm. And he legitimately looks like this is the proudest moment he's had in a long time. And it just, the picture, like I just look at this picture and it made me laugh and it made me smile. And I have really no good reason why it made me so happy, but it did. So I'm just going to take it and run. <laughs> <laughs> and it was perfectly made bacon. And you could tell through the picture. It was uh, well done for sure. Well done. Jim, how about you? Well, I'm very grateful for Alberto mentioning that because I was going to do a bonus shout out for the bacon love. So the <laughs> fact that it's been taken care of is, is awesome. Um, my shout out is to Bob. I'm, I'm hoping I pronounced the last name right. Sailor. S-E-Y-L-L-E-R. And Bob has his uh, Facebook profile on lockdown, so I can't really even see where he is from or anything like that. But Bob has uh, posted a before and current, because he's on a journey, starting weight 355. Now he is at uh, 273 over nine months. And um, a huge, no pun intended, a huge difference in chest, waist, face, neck, arms, even I mean, everything about it. Um, so kudos to Bob for dropping 80 some pounds or so, um, on his journey. He looks awesome. Absolutely. I've got a very similar story, Brady, um, from the, uh, the, the man's club. He, uh, uh, he shares his, his pictures and, and one of the comments that, that we heard from somebody else in the group, uh, was, uh, that he, he looks like he is de-aged, like 
last years <laughs> off of his life. Um, in the first picture, uh, he is 350 pounds. Um, big boy, definitely, you know, you could tell he just, he had, you know, swelling. He just, he looks like he was fully inflamed. And then he, he says the second picture is weighing in this morning at 197 pounds. Feeling great. No more swelling and inflammation and more energy than I could ever dream of. Trust the process and stay on the grind, fellas. Um, an awesome reminder of, of what our bodies can do to heal themselves and, and uh, whatnot. Some awesome comments um, supporting him and, and encouraging him as well in that post. So some really, really cool stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've got some really amazing guys doing some amazing things with their lives in the group. And one of them is with us, as is normal. We have Mac McKay, and uh, I'm excited to get to hear more about him and his background and things like that. Alberto, why don't you uh, start us out? Well, let's start out with the important business. Uh, this guest of ours recently purchased a trap bar, hey. and trap bars are fun. And he also just started building a heck of a gym, and he's got—he's like, like I said—he's got quite the story. I'm actually super excited to talk to him. So let's uh, let's let's just jump right into the important business. How awesome is your gym and how happy are you that you started building it? And then from oh, there, we'll, we'll take a step back and get to all the rest of the stuff, too. <laughs> My wife gave me the, the slightest go ahead. And she said, yeah, I understand what's going on. You can't get into the gym. Go ahead and start start doing it. And I went out there that day. There was a shelving. We just bought this house. So there's shelving. It's an old garage. And I went out there with a claw hammer and just started ripping everything out of there as fast as possible before she could tell me no. So pulled everything out and immediately started ordering whatever I could find gym wise. That's amazing. And, and it's pretty well, well, it, you, you've, you've got a, um, squat rack. Uh, you, you've, you've kind of built it up pretty well already, right? Yep. I mean, it's got, for what I do, it's got all the, the basics that I need. Uh, obviously it's kind of a work in progress, but, uh, the power rack being able to do a uh, pull up squat bench press through a flat, flat bench in there. Uh, I guess it's about 250 pounds of uh, bumper plates and a barbell and a few odds and ends of dumbbells that I found at garage sales throughout the years. And that's pretty much it. No, there's a, a tractor tire, probably about 400 pounds. Um, but <laughs> those yeah. are those are those are fun. Those are those are fun. If nothing else, yeah. just to bang a, a sledgehammer into. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. OK, well, let's go ahead and, and uh, dial back a little bit. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, um, kind of where you came from, not necessarily health wise, but just kind of some of your background and, and things like that. Sure. Yeah. So um, I, I live down in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. I've been a, uh, a police officer and currently uh, a sergeant at the sheriff's office here uh, pretty much my entire life. I came out of college at uh, Old Dominion University and uh, immediately went into uh, police force and started doing that since I was 21. They got hired when I was 20. Started working as a police officer at, at 21 and um, turned 35 here next week. And it's been a it's been a road as far as that. It's been a ups and downs throughout the career, but a, a lot of good work and helping a lot of folks. So it's been a it's been good in that aspect. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think this will be. Um a great uh, conversation and not to, to make any political po point out of any of this, because that's not what we want to uh, be here for. But, but I always think that it's a, a good uh, thing whenever uh, you get to know people that uh, maybe aren't always known. So getting to, to know who, who Mac is and, and to know that Mac is a police officer, maybe that will help somebody out there to uh, maybe trust a little more or, or something. And, and I hope that that's a, a good thing. I know that, that you're a person that can be trusted for sure. Uh, based on right, the, That's uh, been one of my favorite things about the, uh, the group is that, you know, you get guys from all walks of life, yep. uh, whatever political, whatever religion, whatever orientation, whatever it might be. And we're all just there for a common goal of supporting each other. And it's, uh, I've stayed off Facebook a little bit for the past couple of months, but the only thing that I get on there for is the uh, keto men's page. And, uh, it's been quite the relief to be able to get on there and kind of all work towards a common goal together, regardless of where you're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you saying that. I actually, uh, had a, uh, experience at work today with a young man, 18 years old, who is going through some tough times right now. And, um, we had some heart-to-heart -heart conversations, and he said he repeatedly said that he does not have anybody that 
he can trust to talk about what he's going through right now. And I, I'm in my mind, I went back to our group many times in that conversation about even if it is, if it's a bad day, if it's a, whatever the case may be, you can throw it in our group and you're going to get, you're going to get a good response back. You're going to get positive uh, comments. You're going to get constructive criticism, whatever the topic is, but it's just nice to know that there is this truly a safe spot for those um, conversations that don't always come easily to men. So yeah. I appreciate you saying that, Mac, very much. Yeah. And it's been a, it's been, I mean, we've got so many different people. We've got priests in the group. We've got youth pastors mm-hmm. in the group. We've got, we've we got everybody there. It's a, uh, it's been awesome. And we've got people who aren't close to being a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah. All walks of life. Um, Tyler, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I was going to see if anybody in the room here jumped on that one. But obviously, <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about your health journey, kind of get us started with that. And, and then we'll kind of uh, dig into how you found keto and whatnot from there. Oh, sure. So, I mean, I've always been a, a bigger kid. Uh, I remember when I was 12, I was playing a little Pop Warner football where I was living. And I was, uh, you know, if you're over a certain weight, I think it was 150 pounds at 12. They had to put an X on your helmet and you weren't allowed to run the ball for, for safety reasons. And I remember having the X on my helmet, playing quarterback, and I could never run the ball. I had had to throw it or hand it off, and uh, just always been big. I mean, I've probably been this tall since I was in sixth or seventh grade. You know, growing my cool middle school neck beard that I didn't want to shave. <laughs> and uh, it was around the time I sun in too, so I, I've got real black hair. So I sun in the top of my bowl cut, and uh, not the bottom. So it was orange on top, black on the bottom. Uh-huh. I was a I was a stud to say the least. We're going to uh, need chubby. that photo for the promotional <laughs> of the, the podcast, by the way. Oh, oh, my, my teeth were jacked up. I had braces, lip bumpers, headgear. I mean, it was, I had all the ladies. So, you know, I'm not getting that picture. I just got to tell you that. But yeah, so, I, I mean, I, yeah, I played sports. I played football, basketball, and baseball. I mean, ever since I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, I ate like I played football, basketball, and baseball my entire life. And uh, I think I went back when I was in college and kind of, roughly calculated. I, I knew nothing about nutrition then. I went back and calculated. I was probably eating six, 7,000 calories a day, but I was probably burning that much, you know, two days, three days during football season, sprints during basketball. And it was kind of a cycle of bulking up during football and then coming to basketball season, a lot more running. I kind of slimmed down a little bit. Um, all that was fine and dandy up until I, I went to college. And, you know, a lot of folks put on the freshman 15, uh, but I went to college at 185 pounds, uh, pretty pretty in shape as because it's coming off of baseball season and um, got to college and kept eating like I had been eating since I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old uh, with no exercise. During that time, at, you know, my junior, senior high school, I ended up tearing my knees up. So that kind of limited in my mind a lot of what I could do. And so I just kind of resolved. I just went to class, did my work and uh, just ate, ate whenever I wanted to. And uh, eventually, by the time I graduated, came into college at 185, I left college at 315 pounds. So it, it was a, uh, it, it was, it was quite the ride. And it, I'd always try to like, I try to do stuff, try to calorie control, try to cut back, you know, get a salad with, with dinner and, you know, instead of like two or three baked potatoes or something, but it was a uh, 315 pounds with no cartilage in my knees. That was uh, quite the feat uh, to say the least. Point. But I ended up um, good. No, that's uh, yeah, that's that's quite, and that was from beginning of college to end of college. Yep, over uh, yeah, about well, four and a half years. I took an extra semester because I screwed around, but yeah. Wow, yeah, but I mean, that's still uh, it's quite the average, even over four and a half years. Oh, I know, and it just you know, it, it snuck up on me. I mean, I I went into college and I you know brought my clothes from high school, and slowly over those four years, I'm having to buy new pants and new pants and new pants and. You know, eventually I come back home to my, my parents are living back to my hometown. And it, one of my friends, one of my lifelong friends said, Hey man, what, what are you, what, what are you doing? And he, he, he you know, he, he called me on it, which kind of made me at least pause in my mind of what am I doing here and, you know, try to get healthy, but could never do it. But I ended up, uh, so I, I had to take the police test. So, uh, the, the police test consisted of a 400 meter run. Uh, I think it was a hundred yard dash, jumping a six foot wall and, and some other smaller things. And I was legitimately concerned at 315 pounds. Am I going to be able to pass this test? And I, I passed it 
for how I mean, I threw up after the 400 meter run. It was the first thing we did, and I blew chunks right on the side of the track. Uh, but I passed and, you know, got into the academy and ended up losing about 20, maybe 25 pounds just because of all the, the PT stuff we're doing. And from right there, all the way up until May 28th, 2018, it was just an up and down cycle of lose 40 pounds, put on 60, lose 30 pounds, put on 20, just up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did some calorie control and just really watching what, what I was doing around 2012. And I think the lowest I got was 225. And within two years, I'll back up again to 295. So how tall are you? I am 6'1". No, see, I mean, okay, but like, yeah, just over 200 pounds is, is not an unreasonable weight for you at that height. No. So you, <laughs> you probably wore it well when you got, you know, closer to the lower end of stuff. But yeah, I mean, either way, regardless of your height at 300 plus, that's, I guess, a little, I guess a little uncomfortable, I would imagine. Yeah, and that's what people would say to me. They said, oh, you don't look 280 pounds. Like, oh, I, I may not look it, but I definitely feel it. I mean, because it just hurt hurt my hurt my joints hurt my knees um both my parents um i got them on on keto as well but before that i mean all growing up they were both over 300 pounds uh, our health was not a a bastion of of health and healthy foods um uh, so i mean it's kind of it's in my genetics they both had diabetes issues they both had uh, blood pressure and heart issues it ran in the family and then you know my wife and i were, were sitting on the couch on it was may 26th of 2018 and uh, we were watching Netflix and we came across a magic pill, which if you're even remotely into the keto stuff, you've probably seen it at some point. And it, it was right there. We both resolved. Two days later, we we started the, the ketogenic diet on May 28th, 2018. And it's just been a gangbuster since then for both of us. So on, on May 28th, 2018, how much did you weigh? Uh, how long did it take you to bottom out? And what do you weigh now, assuming it's different from, you know, your lowest weight? So I was right about 285, bouncing between 285 and 295 on, on May 28th. And it, it, all I did to start was I just got two lists of foods when they talked about what are ketogenic foods. It's, you know, foods you can definitely have, foods you should have in moderation, and foods you should avoid. And, I you know, I downloaded Car Manager, I think is the one we started with plugged in my numbers and just started filling up my food for the day off of that list. And it got to the point where I was losing almost a, a pound a day uh, for the first two months. And I think that's the biggest thing that helped me is I actually saw results. I had, I was having more energy. Um, I was sleeping better. I wasn't getting as irritable. I could you know, see a physical difference when I looked in the mirror and all those things just kind of kept encouraging both my wife and I to just keep going. And I got so my original goal was just to get down to below 225, kind of where I was in in 2012. And I got to 225. I think it was about six or seven months um, that I dropped about those 50 pounds or so. And then I just we just kept going. So at, at nine months, I was below uh, 200 pounds uh, for the first time in over full 15 years. Man, what do you weigh now? Uh, so I was stuck at 180 pounds for pretty much that entire year. So pretty much uh, about a year I was at 180 and then, uh, you know, talking to different guys and looking at different things. We started carnivore back in January, uh, doing strict carnivore. And I went from 180 down to 173, all this COVID misstep started happening. Gyms kind of shut down. Everyone kind of, at least in my house, got a little lazy on, doing lazy keto, adding in these little treats and comfort foods, if you will. And I, I put on eh, nothing crazy in the two or three months, about six pounds. Uh, but then back at the beginning of June, we had a little a bet going in a keto men's group uh, group message. And we said, hey, let's in June, strict carnivore, cut out artificial sweeteners. And I hit that like gangbusters and ended up dropping down to, to 169 uh, during that from 179 to 169 that month of June. Wow. So like it's all it's almost safe to say because people have told me like they it's plausible that I'm like a hyper responder uh, like when it comes to keto like I can I can I can tweak macros and see a result like in in a very short amount of time so I I would say it's almost safe to say if that is indeed a thing that you you are probably uh, right there the same with me yeah I mean because so I had that goal my goal was always to lose weight get some of this. Uh, weight off of my joints. That's been the biggest thing. And to look good naked, uh, if we're being honest here. <laughs> I wanted to look good naked and, and feel better in my legs. And uh, I've got kind of a more focused goal now to where it's 
playing with the macros to where I can start putting on muscle mass, start um, getting stronger for the work that I do for um, just generally being a little bit more more bulky, but the right kind of bulk, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. So where are you sitting right now, weight-wise? Uh, so this morning I was um, 172, and that's been about – so I've been doing the strong lifts or the keto gains, um, weightlifting stuff. That's why I'm all weights that I have in my gym right now. Everything's working great for me because it's very specific kind of structured, and I've got everything that I need there. And uh, so I've been doing that since the beginning of July, and uh, I'm at 170, like two and a half or something. Like It, it all – it fluctuates day to day, but bouncing around between 170 and 173. And with how I'm eating and how I'm tracking and how strict I am on everything, um, I'm not worried about, you know, those two pounds or maybe four pounds or five pounds. It's uh, I'm working towards what I want now, which is building muscle and, and getting mm-hmm. stronger. Yeah. You, and you've been at this long enough and you're dialed. And from previous conversations, I know that you're dialed in enough with your macros that like you are at a really, really good spot right now to where like you can you can make minor adjustments on your lifting days and, and probably find out within a matter of weeks, if not less, that if what you're doing is actually working for, for you. Yeah. I mean, we've had conversations where I've, we've played around with calories. I was co- so consumed in my brain about calories, calories, calories. And it's a, it's a very easy thing to adjust on the ketogenic diet to where you can adjust that fat a little bit to give you a little bit more energy, a little bit more uh, power in the, in the gym on those heavy lifting days um, that I, I think on lifting days now today, I had a good uh, session this morning. And uh, at the end of the day, I think I was at 2,900, like 2,980 or something on calorie wise. And uh, protein fat was on, on point. I also switched from counting net carbs to total carbs. I didn't realize it, it did that. It was that big of a deal, but it really helped me kind of buckle down a lot more on what I was consuming. Yeah. I mean, the whole that I believe was less of an issue before all these treats and rebel ice creams and yep. brownie mixes. And I think there was probably a little more leeway in the net versus total carb world before all that stuff. But now that you know, all those things are in play. I, I do total carbs. My total carbs are right around 35. I never get it. So even if I were to hit 35, that ends up being maybe 20, 15 to 20, 25 net. Yep. And I, I tell you, I mean, for guys out there who are starting the ketogenic diet or, or in it for a while, uh, my biggest blessing behind all this was having, you know, my, my wife there kind of doing all this with me. We're not making two meals where she's doing her carb heavy meals and I'm doing this because uh, she was by no means large. I mean, she's five, three, when she started, she was maybe one thirty nine, one forty, And she ended up dropping during that same time. She got down to about one nineteen, And that's kind of where she called it. She didn't want to be below one twenty, So she went, moved more into maintenance stuff. And she went up having a baby during that time. And she ended up having uh, gestational diabetes and she goes into the OBGYN and doctor says, Oh, you need to do a, a low carb diet. And we just both start laughing and doctor can't figure out why we're laughing. So she maintained that through the whole pregnancy. And I tell you, a month after she had the baby, you couldn't even tell she had the baby doing ketogenic all the way through with the doctor's orders. And then afterwards, you know, she blew it out of the water as well. And having a partner there doing it with you, whether it's your wife or someone you can count on having that accountability and slapping the food out of your hands. Pretty nice. <laughs> How has it uh, worked out for your parents? You mentioned them earlier. Oh, so my dad is he actually turned 71 last Tuesday. Uh, his health hadn't been that great. And to be frank with you, I was a little concerned of how much longer we, we might have him around if he didn't change something. Uh, he was a Marine during Vietnam, did three tours in Vietnam. When he came back, he just, he went from 120 pounds when he was in Vietnam. And I remember seeing pictures because he was 36 when I was born. Um, so I remember seeing pictures when I was a, a baby and he was just big then. So he, he's been big since I've been alive. And like I said, I mean, he's had three or four different strokes, um, heart issues. He had diabetes. My mom had type two diabetes along with heart stuff. And they saw kind of the transformation that I had uh, during that first six or seven months. And they said, hey, we kind of want to get on this because we always my my dad, very picky eater. He didn't want to eat anything that wasn't meat, potatoes kind of thing. And I was like, well, it's great. Just cut out the potatoes and you have all the meat that you that you want, basically. And I got them set up on, on Carb Manager. They started doing it. Both of them have lost uh, about 60 or 70 pounds apiece. My mom's come off her diabetes medication. Uh, my dad goes to the VA for his stuff, and he's been taking off about half of his medications. 
And quite frankly, I mean, I believe it wholeheartedly that he's probably added he's added time to his life, no matter if it's a, a year, a month or five years. Uh, it's been a blessing to our family to have kind of find this way of eating. Did your parents have any dementia issues or challenges? And I, a reason I bring that up is we've had a few of our guys that have been on this program that have talked about how keto has impacted that. So was there any kind of mental no, a, a notice of mental clarity or anything for them? Uh, not so. Well, thankfully, we didn't have any of those issues w- with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's fairly young. She's 56. Uh, so he, he robbed the cradle on that one. But <laughs> he uh, he's definitely had a lot more energy. I mean, I remember being a kid, yeah. you know, 14, 15 years old. Like, hey, dad, let's go throw the baseball. And he'd come out for maybe 10 minutes and he'd be done. And, uh, you know, he can't get around as, as well as he would like. Uh, but he's definitely got more energy. He's doing more around the house. And kind of the jokes at Christmas and birthday times was just get him a present that has something to do with the TV and, and he'll be happy. Uh, Cause yeah. that's what he did. He, you know, watched TV and enjoyed his time and was just kind of riding life out. It appeared to me. And I called him on it too. And yeah, a lot more energy going out, walking around flea markets, doing all the, uh, all the elderly folk stuff, if you will. I also enjoy flea markets. So it's not a shot on elderly, but <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Mac, tell us a little bit more about, um, about your, your, the rest of your family, uh, talking about, about kids and whatnot, what, what are their ages again? And, and are they, um, are they doing and following mom and dad or, or what's that looking like? Uh, that's funny. So I've got a 11 year old daughter, a nine year old son, and we just had a, a baby back. This should be a year on the first of August, actually. So, uh, it's been a big year for us. With uh, with the kids, you know, they, they always want to emulate their parents. They want to be like dad, be like mom. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I can just fully commit, you know, with with them to put them all the way in the ketogenic diet. Uh, they don't have any health issues. They're both very active, uh, both perfect height and weight. Uh, they just had their their physicals this year for we had changed school districts. Um, everything looked great. We we stopped buying a lot of stuff. So we would typically have all the kids all the kid food staples, juices, crackers, chips, all that's the pop tarts, all that kinds of stuff. And we just, we don't have it. Um, so when it comes to like dinner times that we're making dinners, I might add in a, a healthy side, um, add in some potatoes, add in some sweet potatoes for them, but it's not on purpose to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just by the nature of how we're buying our food and what we keep on stock in the house, there's, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of junk for them to grab sure. necessarily. So kind of end around a little bit. Yeah, it's almost the exact same thing with my family. You know, like I don't force them the way I eat on my kids at all. But I'll, I'll tell you what, like they by default, like you were saying, probably eat cleaner than 90, 95 percent of the kids their age. Just, I mean, these kids will destroy some fruit and they love eating fruit. But like, like, am I going to take that away from them just for the sake of them being keto? Where like I would say the vast majority of their snacking is like watermelon, grapes, apples, plums, yep. like. Like if that's what you're going to, you know, that's what you choose to snack on. Like I'm going to buy it all day long. They have the metabolic flexibility to handle that right now. They haven't done what I did for years and what most of us did for years to destroy what metabolic flexibility we should have had. Sure. I mean, the thing is, you know, I, I make a couple pounds of bacon in the morning for, for breakfast. I mean, what, what kid is going to ignore mm-hmm. a mound of bacon in front of them? So, I mean, if it's there, they're, they're going to, eat it same thing with with ribs when we smoke ribs or uh pulled pork when we smoke a pork butt or something there they they tear it up i'm okay with it nothing wrong with that at all man so So, go ahead (laughs) sorry chris in talking about all of this and everything and your transition over the last year and a half two years or so since you were sitting on the couch with your wife what has been what has been the biggest challenge for you because it sounds like a lot of things fell into place for you but there had to be some stumbling blocks. Um, man, I wish chips were part of the keto plan or something like that. What? Where did you have your hiccups in all of this? Uh, so, so I work shift work. So every 28 days, I, I switch from day shift to evening shift to night shift. Oh, um, yeah. So every so right now oh. I'm, on, I'm on midnight shift. Um, here in three and a half weeks, I'll go to day shift, and then 28 days from that, I'll be on evening shift. Uh, so for me, and I know there's a lot of guys in the group that are EMTs, firefighters. Uh, pull one third watch in the military, whatever it might be, uh, that have the same kind of issue. And, and I'll tell you the, the first thing had I not gotten a hold of that and gotten control of that was the shift work. 
Uh, but the, the biggest thing that helped me throughout all of this was pre-planning, sitting down, you know, the day before I, I finished eating for the day. I mean, for tomorrow, tonight, I've already put in my food for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like this is, I have a plan that I'm going to eat because food has always been a problem for me. And if you got a problem, then attack the problem. So mine was just snacking, grabbing something quick and easy, whatever it might be. So that pre-planning kind of helped eliminate the issue I would have had with shift work. Uh, so the first couple of weeks, it was tricky, uh, just trying to get a hold of everything and get everything lined up. But once I got the hang of it and realizing that pre-planning was my absolute success, uh, that's when everything really kind of fell into place. So what do you do if like plans change and, hey, honey, I'm not cooking tonight. We're going out to dinner or something along those lines. What, what how uh, do you? Uh, I, I tell you, I mean, the biggest uh, Wendy's triple baconator, plain, <laughs> no ketchup, no bun. <laughs> is uh, It's a quick 980 calories with, I think it's like uh, one carb, maybe if that, two carbs. And uh, I add mustard pickle and jalapeno slices to it. That's Because uh, there's some days that I just, you know, like, and I'll plan that. I'll plan that into what I'm doing to where I go to work tomorrow. We haven't gone grocery shopping. Uh, I'll go to Wendy's, get this, or I'll go to Hardee's or Carl's Jr. or wherever you're at in the country. And I, I'll get that. <laughs> But regardless of if I'm eating out or I'm not eating out, I, I plan it. Well, same thing for so, family get-togethers and stuff too. I mean, we, uh, you know, Christmases, birthdays, get-togethers, what have you. Um, we a lot of times offer to bring food, which you know could be a little bit more expensive for cooking for huge groups of people because my wife's for a, uh, a one of eight siblings along with everybody else that accompanies <laughs> them. So we uh, when we go to these family gatherings, they're they're big. They're like, hey, we'll we'll bring a massive smoked turkey or we'll bring a whole. Uh, serving tray of pulled pork or we plan ahead of time. That's, that's the biggest thing. Bang for your buck. You can't go wrong with pulled pork, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's quick and easy. 12 bucks and a little bit of time investment. You're good to go. <laughs> Sir. Yep. Yeah. That, that my, my wife is the uh, grill master in our house, mainly because she uh, worked for uh, several summers at a, uh, at a, at a youth um, youth camp in the kitchen and, and learned to, to man the grill cooking for 400 people at a time Ooh. and, and such. So she really has it down pretty well. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, the, nothing beats her, her pro pork. And, uh, she's taken the Kansas city barbecue and merged it with the Texas barbecue. And, oh my gosh, it's amazing. <gasps> Blasphemy. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I eat it. Yes. Right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, I was telling Alberto, all, all my family lives out in Texas and we'll go out and visit and we'll get some legit Texas style brisket and we come back to Virginia and it's just a, it's a sad, sad state of barbecue <laughs> here in the state of Virginia. <laughs> hey, you got a, you got a smoker. You got the power to fix that for yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, we, we've talked a little bit about the equipment and, and, uh, then you, you were, you were discussing a little bit about how you've been an athlete over the, the years. Um, other than just going into a lifting uh, regiment and things like that, what has physical activity look like for you now that you are living the, the, the ketogenic way? So when I first started, um, so we started, you know, May, May 28th um, in June, my wife was looking at some or she was talking to somebody. She said, hey, let's do this step bed where if you're not familiar with it, you basically we paid forty dollars and there's five hundred people that are in this group. There's a bunch of little groups, but ours is $500 or 500 people. Mm-hmm. Everyone pays in 40 bucks. And, you know, you wear an activity tracker, Fitbit, Apple Watch, Samsung, what have you. And you have to meet your step goal each day. If you don't meet your step goal each day, I think you got the one that we were in, they vary, but you got one off day. So if you had two off days and you didn't meet your steps for that day, I think mine was 9,000. I had a hit every day. Um, then you lose your money. Uh, and then when you lose your money, it goes into a pot. Whoever's left at the end of these two or three months uh, get to split all these people's money who didn't complete the step bet. So we did that for the three months and, and not because I wanted to win like $7. It's because I didn't want to lose my $40 and then my yeah. wife's $40. Uh, so we literally for the first first year and a half, the only thing that we did was just walk. And it was just uh, outside of that step bet. It was just walking as much as I can. And, you know, working shift work, it, it was a lot easier, especially on midnight shift where I can just get out of my car, go around and check businesses to make sure they're locked and not broken into and uh, just walking. That's literally all I did for the first probably about a year and a half. Yeah, that that speaks to the simplicity of of 
what can make massive changes for our, our body. Just simple things like walking or just moving can be the, the, uh, the pebble that starts the landslide. Yep, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's the same thing. We just, some folks uh, on the keto men's page, we did the, um, Oh, you're more familiar with it. You set it up. I can't remember the name of the app mm-hmm. now, but it was the, basically the Apple Watch Challenge where we had to close mm-hmm. our rings. Mm-hmm. And we did it in in May and June is when I did it. And I, I got to the end. I was like, I'm, I'm tired of walking so much. I got to start lifting weights. <laughs> I, I would just put it on and yeah. I would keep my heart rate up walking around uh, our, our streets, a big loop. So we, I just do laps around the, the loop at one mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning because I'm on shift work. Sure. People looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I, I that's... Um... Yeah, and and this month we we changed it up a little bit, and I think that we'll we'll maybe do parallel next next month. But um, the the tracking challenge for the month of July has been pretty fruitful for a lot of us, including myself. Uh, just being mindful, just tracking the food that that I'm eating for the first time in a long time has been enough to. Uh, let me see a little bit of movement. Uh, it also has forced me to be real with myself about the things that I'm taking into my body and the, the, the effect that they have, because those, uh, low carb, uh, bars, eh, they're not that low carb. Um, and what? yeah, what? yeah. What? Non- they said it was true. Yeah. Yeah. It said well, it on we the, used to, yeah, it, sa- it says it on the label. It's low carb. We um, were killing quest bars. We'd buy two or three of the, the five packs every time mm-hmm. we went grocery shopping and, it was uh, definitely caused some stall there for, for me, at least. Yeah, no, and that that's that's been you know I've hung out where I've lived for a long time, and I'm almost ten pounds below that consistently now for a couple of weeks, and it's just all about being mindful. And so uh, these challenges have been a really uh, good thing. I, I do think that in the month of August we will um, continue the tracking, but we might do. A concurrent uh, Apple Watch challenge for those who want to, um, just to to have options and and whatnot. So um, you're 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 kind of a, a high impact guy at this point, based on on everything that I can tell. Um, your your coworkers, um, other police officers, and the people that 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 the deputies that are under you and whatnot. They they got a they they have had to notice these changes in you, right? Oh sure. So I actually left police work for a little bit. Uh, I was a detective, and I and I left from um, uh, doing detective work, and I was doing government contracts for a construction company. And that's actually kind of that brief window that I left police work of about eight nine months is when that encompassed May twenty eighth twenty eighteen. And when I came back uh, to police work in August, I mean I'd already dropped by that point. Uh, 30, 40 pounds. And people are like, Oh, what's going on? What are you doing? And, you know, telling about the diet and people have their, their opinions. And it's, it kind of got to the point where I would just tell them, Oh, you know, I'm just not eating sugar. I'm eating sugar and watching what I'm eating uh, to avoid, you know, mm-hmm. discussions and, and, uh, folks, I guess their critiques and criticisms. This is, I was tired of hearing it. <laughs> this is also 2018. So, I mean, Yep. Things have changed quite a bit in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, over these past two, you know, two years, year and nine months, whatever it's been since I've been back, I've had so many people come up to me and say, "Hey, the same people that were critiquing, criticizing me before, are now saying, hey, man, what do I do? What do I need to do to get started?'" And I said, "Oh, now you want to come back? No, oh, be one hundred twenty-two fifty, and I'll get you started." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I start those guys out the same way. These are the two lists: download an app, track your food. Spend a couple of weeks just tracking your normal diet, what you're currently eating, so you can see exactly how unhealthy of a relationship you've got with food. And then either slowly or cold turkey, whatever you want to do, uh, start incorporating these lists of foods. You know, the biggest thing I tell them is, you know, they'd start a, for a couple of weeks and then like, oh, I got the keto flu and just electrolytes, electrolytes, electrolytes. Yeah, yeah. it goes a long way. And, and I've said it many times before, like when I started keto for the same reason, like this was just over three years ago now. And it wasn't as, I don't know, for lack of a better term, commercial and commercially acceptable. So like I told no one is outside of my immediate family. I told absolutely no one. And what amazes people the most is that like, even then it took a good two years before the first person actually picked up on it. That I, that I that didn't know that I purposely didn't tell, like he, he didn't. So one day I came up to him and he just, he just asked me, he's like, dude, you want keto? I've seen the way you eat. And I'm like, yeah. 
He's like, how long? I'm like two years. He's like, two years. Well, yeah, like he didn't even pick up on us. So it's one of those things like everybody assumes like you're going to get singled out when you start. But if, if you don't mention it and you just kind of go about your business and your social gatherings and like most people won't even notice. Yep. I had uh, my partner. He was interested. I mean, he, he was a fit guy. I mean, he was he was a strong guy. And uh, he started because he was riding with me for a little bit. And I was stopping and eating. You know, I'm eating. 28, 3,000 calories a day. We were stopping at Wendy's and I was getting my, my bunless burger. And so every time I would stop to get some food, he's like, oh, I'll grab something too. But he would get the normal kind of diet from a fast food place. And after about two or three weeks of that, he goes, hey, we're eating at the same time, pretty much the same amount of food. Uh, but I put on 15 pounds and uh, you're looking a little bit leaner. <laughs> I was like, oh man, well, you gotta get on this keto train. Yeah, he, he did. He ended up losing uh, about 15, 20 pounds in the first month. And that's kind of where he called it and just kind of switched over to more like a paleo type thing, but uh, still low carb, still cut out the sugar, which is a benefit regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. The way I look at that. Go ahead, Jim. No, you go. So so just say real quick, the way I go about that is, you know, like paleo, keto, whatever. Like if you're cutting out sugar in your diet, I got more in common with you than I do someone who's eating the standard American diet. Yep. What are you drinking, Mac? Um, Uh, And, how much water are you drinking a day? So back in, well, I'm ashamed to say during COVID, uh, I would Coke Zero is my absolute crutch. I, I don't Coke Zero is like my holy grail of, of drink. I just absolutely love it. And you know, I was drinking Coke Zeros. I was still staying like dirty keto or lazy keto. Um, but in June, when we started the whole, we're going to get rid of artificial sweeteners. We're going to get rid of. Uh, we're going to do carnivore. Uh, I switched to water. Uh, black coffee or coffee just with a heavy whipping cream. Instead of buying Coke Zeros by the truckload, we're buying LaCroix water, um, like a sparkling water type thing, which is basically someone whispering a fruit in another room as you drink. (laughs) Um, But all in all, just trying to get all that in as I started lifting, uh, getting a lot more serious about lifting at the beginning of July. Um, So when I go out for my, my lifting sessions, when I'm doing the keto gains program, uh, I take a, a two liter, it's a 64 ounce hydro flask. I put two teaspoons of uh, the Redmond's real salt and fill the bottle up. And that will be gone during my hour and a half uh, lifting session. And then I, uh, I actually just put out a, a mini fridge out in the, in the gym too. So I got that stocked with plain bottled water and I'll drink two bottles of water while I'm out there, usually with a black cup of coffee kind of cooling off on top of the fridge. But I'm... At minimum, I'm getting in uh, about four liters of water a day. Two of the liters are usually salted um, with a little bit of salt in my coffee sometimes. And it, it sounds absolutely disgusting uh, if you've never done it before, but coffee with one raw egg and a little bit of heavy whipping cream in a blender uh, or butter instead of heavy whipping cream, it, it's so smooth and nice. It, it's, it's very good. I can wholeheartedly agree because I've been doing that for quite some time now. It ain't the- I would say one egg, you honestly wouldn't even notice it's in there because it just makes the coffee super creamy. I put two eggs in there and then that kind of changes it up a little more where you can, t- you can like, I don't think you'd pick out that it was an egg, but you'd know that there was something going on with this coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I had, uh, I had my, my wife try it and she goes, oh, that's, that's decent. I could drink, she, she doesn't drink black coffee. She, this whole time she does two packets of Splenda or heavy whipping cream and that that's her coffee. She won't change that. And I gave her you know, some of the egg and butter coffee. And she's like, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I drink it. And I told her there's an egg in it. And then I thought she was going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My wife wouldn't touch my coffee. Uh, my, my keto coffees, whenever I make the, uh, the bulletproof style coffee, she, she would not touch that. Um, mainly because she's just kind of that way. She just, she's weird about, well, I wouldn't even say weird. She just is particular uh, about what she uh, wants to do with that. Way. Well, and, my wife tried the, uh, putting the MCT oil in the mm-hmm. coffee and, I let her kind of take that experiment herself first. And mm-hmm. that was the first couple of weeks we had started keto and, and, uh, the MCT oil, if you haven't tried it and you uh, put too much uh, in and you're not used to it, it'll, uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll wreck you stomach wise. And yep. I, I just, from that point forward, I just, uh, I stayed away from the MCT oil. Not that it's a bad thing. I mean, no, I just, you, you, uh, have, you have to work up. You, yeah. you definitely have to work up on it. Um, I think she put a tablespoon and a half in oh. one cup. I said, Oh geez. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah she didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, hope she didn't have for to, a little bit. Yeah, I hope <laughs> she she didn't have to go to the uh, to go to work um, for that day. Um, I wonder what's more effective because I was reading about this in the group the other day: the MCT oil or Epsom salts. 
Do them both. Why not? <laughs> Full clean up. Yeah, because you want to turn your body inside out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to lose that quick that quick five to seven pounds? Yeah. <laughs> says, says the guy with ulcerative colitis. <laughs> yeah. Touche. Touche. You've, you've had your your fair share of uh, <laughs> digestive issues. Um, yep. So you're like, well, let's just let everybody else experience the glory of digestive issues. Um yeah, glory so, is an interesting word. Well, <laughs> take out the L. Just <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so, so we're we're coming up on our hour and uh, and whatnot. So let's let's go ahead and start winding things down a little bit. What did you find surprising along the way, Mac? Uh, what I found surprising was what I realized how much that kind of food controlled me. And how much I was kind of a, a slave to it. Um, it was almost every aspect of my life. It had something to do with food, whether we had family get-togethers or it was kind of – it was always an unhealthy obsession that I had there. Like I, if, if I saw something good, I had to have it. I had to eat it. And uh, I kind of surprised myself once I kind of broke that uh, – almost like that, that sugar withdrawal kind of uh, drug that had a hold of me that I realized that it's – I've got to take control over this kind of a, at some point in your life, you've got to say uh, enough's enough. And, you know, for me to come up, cause I'm very easygoing. Uh, I joke around a bunch. Uh, but for me to come to that personal realization that was so serious to me with seeing my parents' health issues, um, realizing that at some point enough's got to be enough and you've got to take charge of it. Nobody's going to do it for you. Um, kind of that realization that you get this one life. That's that, that's all you get. And you can, uh, take it, make something great out of it, or you can uh, waste it, not be there for your family, not be there for your kids, your grandkids, whatever it might be. Um, but having these kind of mental clarity moments to where everything just kind of clicked well, was super surprising to me. Because, uh, you know, started at around about 33 years of age. It, you know, I wasn't an immature guy by any stretch, but I, I didn't have a full grasp on that. And to get that kind of shocked me a little bit. Yeah, so that's a, a great point. As we all talk yeah. at the same time. Jim, we do. <laughs> over we to you. Do. I don't know. Coming to you with weather from this time. You know. um, so one of the things we always ask our guests is, what is your favorite Tito food aside from steak? Oh, and if you go man. with that Wendy's triple bacon nominator booger or whatever it was. <laughs> no, we gotta real food. Oh, man. I wish you would have told me this question beforehand so I could have thought about it. Uh, my, my biggest go-to in, in the morning time, because we live down here in Virginia, right near Smithfield, um, or Smithfield ham, Smithfield bacon, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I'm lucky enough to get Smithfield thick cut bacon for about, uh, two seventy nine a pound on a good day. Uh, so Ooh. we typically have got 20, 25 pounds of bacon in the freezer along with, uh, you know, 60, 90 count worth of eggs. So my, my first meal in the morning is usually, uh, eight to 10 slices of thick cut Smithfield bacon when, uh, Two or three fried eggs. So uh, now that you say that, I'm just curious. Does Smithfield have like a tasting room where you can come and taste bacon? You know, they, they've got a – it's kind of their processing plant. I don't know if I'd want to taste it there. <laughs> Maybe if they had an off-site location, I'd, like, a, like a beer garden, but for bacon, I might get behind that. Probably not at the plant, though. I'm thinking more of wine and bacon and let the ladies have the wine and the men have the bacon. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. I mean – I just think we may have come up with the best keto business idea ever. We have no, to we'll see. We can do this. <laughs> I see things happening. I mean, really. Do you like the crispy side? Head over to this counter. Do you want the easy going with some pepper on it? Here you go. Yeah. Oh, the, the most frustrating thing is I would sit there in my cast iron skillet, frying up bacon, frying up bacon, frying up bacon. I'd turn around. And my mound of bacon would be gone from the mm -hmm. kids walking up, the mm -hmm. wife walking up, <laughs> one of the kids giving it to the dog or whatever oh, it might Lord. be. Oh. So I, I went and invested in two very nice baking sheets. And I finally tuned in the temperature and the time perfectly where I can just lay it all out on a baking sheet, throw mm -hmm. it in the oven. And I can maybe one day I'll pose lovingly with a with a tray <laughs> of, of bacon and say that I'm proud well, of it. But it, you've got quite the shoes to fill on that picture, my friend. Oh, I know. It has some good looking bacon. Yeah, um, the, the the thing that my wife and I got that made that so easy was we got those reusable. Well, we we normally use the um, the uh, paper, um, the baking parchment, the, the, parchment, parchment, parchment. Yeah, 
so that's what we normally use, but we also have those reusable like baking uh, in liner things uh, that we could totally use if we really wanted to. And so that's a kind of a cool thing to, to have available um, as well for, for baking uh, bacon or sausage or whatever those might be. Um, and then we got the uh, like industrial sized uh, kitchens uh, or industrial style full size sheets. And so we can easily do, a full pack of bacon at one time yep. and it makes it real fast and easy. For makes us. it easier to save the bacon fat too. That stuff yep. is, is gold. Yep. You can pour that off real easy. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, say yep. I'm not going to lie ever since I got that new grill and I put that griddle on top of it, mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever going to come off and I don't think I'm ever going to cook bacon any other way than on this giant griddle of mine. <laughs> we, we were talking about that tonight because we have a glass top stove and, I know you're not supposed to use cast iron on a glass stove top. And I said, whenever I break this thing on accident, we need to find an oven that has a, a griddle on top instead of the mm-hmm. eyes of a, a typical stove top. Yeah. And just to have the whole top be like a hibachi and that's just it. have that's that cool. That's cool. We, uh, we got a five burner where the center burner is a griddle um, that we can, that we use. And then, uh, and it's a gas. Um, then the, uh, the other add on that we had from before was a cast iron griddle um, and it has two sides, one that's ridged and one that's flat. And so that's, that's uh, another uh, util- utility kitchen, kitchen tool that my wife uh, has uh, had us get. And it's been very, very beneficial in the kitchen. So lots of cool stuff there. Any other things that we missed? I, I think that we covered almost everything that I can, that I can think of at least. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I will say good. that. There was there was one thing that my wife uh, ordered me for for the gym that's yet to come in yet, and it's a it's a big banner, and it says nobody cares, work harder. Love it, and put it right there in the gym because at the end of the day, it's up to you. You mm-hmm. got to put the work in if you want it. Yep. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a hundred percent true. And I, there's a there's a meme that I always quote. I mean, it's it's kind of a joke, but the meme I think it's a, a testosterone nation put it out there. The meme says nobody cares what you used to bench in high school. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's like you know, it has the same meaning, but it's just funnier. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I, like uh, my friends will be talking to me about something completely random and bragging about like you know it might not even be fitness related. I'll just look at it and tell yeah, nobody cares how much you used to bench in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What knows? I can't even remember what what I did and all that, but doesn't matter. Um, one way or another, it does not matter. Okay, well. Uh, as Jim mentioned earlier in the, the conversation, make sure to, to uh, go leave a rating, uh, a comment, a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, our website you can use to connect to directly to Apple Podcasts is uh, theketomansclub.com. And so you have that available to you. Uh, that has all of our social links, all of our ways to connect with us. It has our Shopify store link there for when uh, when we have a shirt sales or merch sales going on. Uh, so that that's going to be there. Our KetoCon uh, link is there. And if you go to the KetoCon link, we have the uh, promo code that's available for us uh, for 15% off. That's KetoMan. And so uh, you can just put in the, the discount code KetoMan. At checkout, and that will give you fifteen percent off the uh, the purchase of an online ticket to the KetoCon twenty twenty uh, site. So definitely check that out. It's a a great way to get all of the presentations, but especially Alberto's, and <laughs> we'll uh, be able to do that. Mac, how can people connect with you online? Uh, so I'm actually um, in the mentor group of the Keto Men's Club. Um, I'm on there. It, I'm usually on there about four or five different times a day. Just uh, when I'm on Facebook, I'm usually on the Keto Man's Club page, uh, giving advice where I can, uh, busting balls where I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, usually there or Facebook Messenger, okay. um, probably the easiest way. Yep. Very good. Okay. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time tonight and uh, uh, really uh, – awesome story that that i do think will be encouraging and challenging in all the good ways so thank you for taking that time that's it for this week signing off for jim and alberto and myself this is the human man's club and don't forget to eat meat lift heavy sleep and repeat 
Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.